0: Welcome to Talk the Talk. I'm Bill Newman. Buzz Eisenberg is away. On the front page of today's New York Times, the headline, Biden is looting, losing party loyalists over Gaza war. It is a story that focuses on Terry Awal, who is a longtime party activist in Michigan. And the story says this, a Palestinian American who immigrated emigrated from the West Bank more than 50 years ago, Ms. Awal is furious over the president's alliance with Israel and its war against Hamas that has killed tens of thousands of Palestinians in Gaza. She does not even have a better candidate in mind, but she vows there is nothing Mr. Biden can do now to get her back. Quote, you want my vote? You cannot kill my people in my name. As simple as that, she said recently. Such promises to punish Mr. Biden in November have the power and now... That's the story. That's the story. That's the sound of an actual newspaper for those of our particularly younger listeners who are unfamiliar <laughs> who with We don't this. know what that is. And we are now going to what is called the jump page. That's the page to which the story jumps or continues. So Michigan is home to 200,000 Arab Americans and other crucial battleground states have smaller but sizable populations. While there are no firm estimates of how many registered voters uh, from Democrats will defect because of this That could spell trouble for the president's reelection campaign. Mr. Biden won Michigan by about 154,000 votes in 2020, and Donald Trump won the state in 2016 by 10,700. There is no shortage of fury and disappointment at Mr. Biden in and around Detroit. In conversations—the last sentence I'll share at this point—in conversations in mosques and coffee shops— There was nearly unanimous agreement that Mr. Biden and his support for Israel's right-wing government has enabled the devastation that is the devastation in Gaza. Most shared Ms. Awal's stance against voting for Mr. Biden. Here to help us understand the importance to the election, not only the primary today, but the election in 2024, we have Josh Silver. Announce it. We're going to play Josh's walk-up music in just a moment and be talking to Josh, of course, political expert uh, here in Northampton. First, I want to share with you that starting today, you will be able to text us during the show and 24-7 with comments or questions, thoughts, musings, anything you want to share with us. We'll do our best to get it on the air. You can text us. Text us only, please, 413-413. 586 7140. 413 586 7140. Text us and we'll do our best to get you involved in our conversation. Can we have some walk up music for Josh Silver, Dan Torres? We welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the show josh silver thanks guys that was uh that was a little awkward but you pulled it off you did it <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> josh silver what what, what do you what do you, make of, what do you make of why do we have this it, feedback let me see if that well
1: happens. i can't hear the feedback but i will tell you bill that this is something we've already talked about uh, on previous shows that this has been building and it's coming to uh to a head, you've got um, most of the 2.3 million people, roughly, in Gaza are hungry. Um, some are desperately so. Re- report reports from aid workers are that there are these pockets of severe famine. Um, you've got a, a massive spread of infectious diseases. Only 13 of the of Gaza's 34 hospitals are functioning. 30,000 people are dead and the uh the the military violence uh, led by the israeli government continues so we're we're in a, a problem here where the uh, objectively the response to the october 7th atrocities are not commensurate uh with the the original crime the original crime was heinous and horrible on so many levels and required some sort of retribution but this has gone so far that by any measure the um the Israeli behavior is 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 radical it's extreme it's in keeping with a long legacy of those attributes that uh, could be used to describe Benjamin Netanyahu and the United States at this point is really the only major power that continues to have their back if you recall at the United Nations over the last uh, couple months there have been uh, calls for ceasefires and such, and uh, it's been the United States that continues to be the only one siding with Israel to continue this extreme policy. And, and so this should come as no surprise to Biden that, that yeah, this is, this is biting him. It's gonna hurt him in Michigan. It could lose him Michigan in November, uh, even though there's a primary today, it's sort of symbolic. What's interesting about today's primary election in Michigan is that there is a a large effort to get people to write uncommitted and rather than voting for biden in the democratic primary and if there are a large number of these so-called uncommitted write-ins that is going to be an indicator that the problem is uh is something that could really create major backlash in in november
0: so josh silver tell me this because i heard something yesterday that i thought Indicated a very high degree of political sophistication in terms of uh, how this uh, uncommitted movement in the Democratic primary is actually working, and they said they've set as a goal ten thousand. But my understanding is that uncommitted traditionally gets at least ten thousand. So they, the uncommitted movement in this uh, effort in this primary, is going to succeed, and they're going to claim, "See, we told you so." i thought that was pretty sophisticated use of uh, data and past election results
1: yeah i mean the 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 write-in writing in the the word uncommitted is not uh is not something that i've seen done a lot it'll be interesting to see what the result is but you know the the other problem here of course that we didn't mention is like you know this is a catch-22 for the president where there are many uh strong Israeli backers, uh, Jewish voters, um, and, then, and, their, and their allies who are feel, feel the opposite about this, who feel that, um, that, particularly given the reverberations of World War II and the Holocaust, that indeed the Israeli response is not completely out of line, and, and in fact it's being overblown by the press. That's an argument that's being made. But but Biden is surely aware that you know by doing what I believe is the right thing and 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 stopping the violence in Gaza, uh, that he's going to suffer backlash from from that side, the pro-Israeli side, which is has a lot of money and is very powerful in U.S. politics. And so in that regard, he's sort of stuck. But I would argue that if he doesn't alter course immediately and take a a, a definitive stance against Benjamin Netanyahu's current policy in Gaza, uh, I, I think losing the election to Donald Trump in November becomes a much more real proposition.
0: Well, a couple of things about that. I appreciate your response to this, Josh Silver. One is that Jewish voters in the United States are not at all uniform in their view or unanimous in their view about the Israeli-Hamas war, and there are many Jewish voters who think what Netanyahu is doing is deplorable and horrible, and they, and we, and I support a ceasefire. So uh, there is unanimity, I would think, among those who are of uh, 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 who, who are uh, aligned with uh, uh, Palestinians, and they think the killing of thirty thousand. People, including some 10,000 children, is just absolutely reprehensible and not consistent with Israel's founding, its principles, and its values. And there has to be a ceasefire now. And besides that, the uh, idea that Israel will destroy Hamas and its leadership, some of which is not even in Gaza, uh, is just ridiculous because more people will rise up and be more united and more filled with hate for Israel because of what they've done. This is not a path towards peace, it's a path towards more war. And the idea that Israel is going to occupy Gaza forever, how is that possibly going to lead to peace? Uh, And I think that many voters outside of uh, the voters we've just identified, young voters, people of color are gonna say, Biden, you're not my president, and are either gonna not vote at all or actually, might go and vote for Trump. Your thoughts about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, first of all, listen, Bill, you 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 are more progressive than the average workaday sort of Jewish guy. So you know, like, let's just keep in mind, we live in a, a moderate slash conservative country, and you know, we don't see that sentiment quite as widespread as you as you're describing. But you're right; there definitely has been a a the. Tables have turned over the last month, particularly where more and more Jewish voters and and Israeli supporters are coming around to this, this idea that we should actually uh, sort of calm the response in Gaza and and stop, stop the war. Um, So you're right. It's just it's just that. uh, the the geopolitics of the region, this long history that the United States has with, with Israel as its top uh, supplier of, of arms, of money, of aid, its top friend in the world, if you will, these are these are uh, this is a pattern that runs real deep since the 1940s, and it's a, a tough one to to break for the Biden administration, but they must so this is this is the million dollar question and it layers on top of all these other dynamics around and i don't want to sound too cold-hearted here bill because i am obsessed with how this is going to play in november and whether or not something like the war in gaza could actually turn the white house over to donald trump we have a lot of other layers here that we've talked about many times on the show from from third party runs from the likes of robert f kennedy jr to the no labels uh candidates that are that are now i think qualified on the ballot in 15 states um to the continued problem of inflation even though that's gotten more under control the just the the simple cost of 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 goods is really hurting american people and despite all the breathless Reports about how you know in, inflation is going down and 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 unemployment has gone down and the economy is strong. It's it doesn't feel that way to uh, you know the 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 one fifth of American uh, of 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 kids in the country who are in this in this country who are undernourished and 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 the the deep poverty that is persistent, particularly in states where Trump is is popular. And so we've got a lot of layers to this. Um, and, 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 and the math shows that because of our broken electoral college system, if Biden were to lose in a Michigan or a Pennsylvania, it's virtually impossible for him to win the presidency. And so that's why the, 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 the dynamics in Michigan, which of course this is why you brought this up, uh, and dynamics in places like Pennsylvania matter sort of 100x more than you know, how people vote and say in Massachusetts. It's Dan, Josh. So I have some texts here. One did ask, does uncommitted vote impact delegates in Michigan? Then another person's comment essentially uh, wanted to know, uh, you know, shouldn't we be talking about what Joe Biden has enabled instead of just the conflict between uh, uh, Arabs and and Israelis? Um, Sort of saying this is something he has unleashed personally or abetted. uh, And I don't know if you want to touch on that, but those were sort of the two messages. I just wanted to read them. Yeah, well, no, so the uncommitted thing doesn't matter. I mean, you know, Biden is going to win uh, Michigan going away, regardless of how many people write uncommitted. Uh, this is really just a symbolic act to show for the those who are upset about Israel so that they can show there's a lot of them, enough of them to swing the election towards Trump in November. Uh, that's the goal here. This is a symbolic, not substantive. Um, I mean, I don't. I'm not sure I quite completely understood the second question, Dan. But I will say that you know, I'm the first to argue that the Biden administration has succeeded at a, in a remarkable number of areas when it comes to economic and environmental policy uh, in ways that are much more forward-thinking and effective and successful than anyone would have anticipated given how polarized our government is today and and i do think that you know if not for the fact that joe biden is objectively getting real old and showing it like i don't know if you guys saw but they just released this morning um his interview with seth myers on the late show with seth myers last night and uh you know Seth Meyers is a friendly interview, but boy, I mean, Joe Biden comes off as so rickety. And the reality is, is that, you know, I realize there's a lot of strong opinions about this, but Joe Biden does come off and read quite old, even though he's only four years older than Donald Trump. he, He comes off as older than Donald Trump. And it really is just the numbers are staggering. I mean, it is an epidemic of of criticism and skepticism about his ability to govern because he comes off as such a doddering old man.
0: We are speaking with Josh Silver more political goals with Josh Silver after this.
1: You're listening to Talk the talk with Bill. you're listening to Talk the talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg
0: WHMP. We continue our conversation with Northampton-based political consultant and expert Josh Silver. I want to share with you, Josh, one more graph, if I might, from today's story, front page of the New York Times, that focuses on a Democratic activist in Michigan, Terry Awal. And it says this. Miss Awal says she is under no illusions that Mr. Trump, who was even more closely aligned with Israel during his tenure, would push for a ceasefire or be supportive, or more supportive, of Palestinians. She knows that many voters outside the Arab-American community think that she and other Biden objectors are spiting themselves, increasing the chance that the same president who banned millions of Muslims from traveling to the U.S. will be returned to the White House. Quote, the other person is not going to be any better, she said, refusing to say Mr. Trump's name. Why is it for Biden... uh, tails i win heads you lose why is it like that
1: well i mean we'll see there's a lot i know you hear this all the time bill but there's a long way to go between february 27th and november 5th and if you if you look at if you look at where things stand today they are not going to be where things stand on election day which is still a long ways off but you know this these kinds of anecdotes are are definitely cause for real concern because there are people that Biden have lost and he's not getting them back that is reality today right now in a in a in a straight head to head matchup between Biden and Trump it's 47% Trump and 45% Biden this is a this is a poll of polls right so this is an aggregate of a bunch of different polls not just one outlier um, it has So Trump is up by slightly more than two points. What's interesting is that when you add RFK Jr., Robert F. Kennedy Jr. to the mix, um, well, it's, it's, it's worse for Biden. You've got about 40% for Trump, 35.5% for Biden, and 15% for RFK Jr., which is pretty remarkable given that he's really kooky. Um, you know, this is a guy who's Famously or infamously, sort of anti-vaxer, um, you know, pre- pretty pretty weird guy. And then if you add uh, Cornell West and and um, Stein, the Jill Stein from the Green Party, of course West is going to have his own problems getting a ballot qualification in most states anyway. So I, I wouldn't read too much into it. Um, it's interesting because uh, Biden's. Biden is actually does a little bit better. He's up at 38% to Trump's 41%. So it's really interesting to see how this is all shaking out now, but you also just don't want to read too much into it. And yeah, the bottom line is uh, Joe Biden is losing some voters right now over Israel uh, that he won't get back no matter what he does. Um, But, but, you know, memories are short, and there's a lot that's going to happen between now and November.
0: Okay. So explain this to me, Josh Silver. Uh, You're talking about the poll of polls and showing a lead for Trump. But as you've explained to us, the polls, the national polls actually don't tell you very much. That's very helpful in terms of coming to an understanding of where the race stands, because the only polls that really inform us are the polls in the seven, maybe nine states, but probably seven states, so-called swing states that will determine the election? And as I understand it, Biden is polling worse in those swing states than he is nationally. And that's um, for, for those of us who are worried about whether there will be a democracy in the United States four or five years from now. That's terribly worrisome. Am I overstating that?
1: Uh, maybe a little bit because if you look i i i'm 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 looking at the data right in front of me i mean wisconsin trump versus biden trump's up, up by 3 points um if you add the spoilers, so-called spoilers kennedy cornell west jill stein trump's up by 4 points in wisconsin uh, michigan uh, trump is up by 2 points in in a head to head um if you add the spoilers he's up by 3 points so the the fact is is that we're not seeing right now a whole lot of difference um in the swing states Arizona um Trump is up by three Nevada Trump is up by six six which is pretty significant um you add the spoilers and Trump is up by 10. so yeah it is it is it is pretty bad but it's not that much worse than the national trends
0: is Georgia in play
1: no i don't think so i think you're going to find that this the the ones that are going to really be in play this year are really going to be the 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 arizona nevada pennsylvania wisconsin um and michigan those are those those five are going to be really the the main ones
0: and there's no chance for biden to carry ohio zero Well, that's definitive. Okay, so for those who are looking for a silver lining for Biden in all of this, other than there being a sort of magically created uh, pathway to a two-state solution that comes out of this uh, horrifying war uh, between Israel and uh, Gaza and and Hamas— is there any silver lining here for Biden? Is there any resolution that can make him more of a peace candidate than a war candidate, more of a person who is opposed to colonialism, uh, which is, of course, the accusation, um, someone who is, stands as a world leader and can accomplish great things? Is there any possibility of that?
1: Yeah. So there is a little bit of silver lining. I see how you want to end things a little less depressing than sometimes you do. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah so one-fifth of republican voters will not vote for trump under any circumstances and that is and you're seeing a similar trend playing out amongst independent voters who are saying in exit polling that they just will not vote particularly a lot of people who are supporting nikki haley they just cannot will not vote for trump under under any circumstances so trump remains deeply unpopular with a large majority of the U.S. electorate. And so when you consider that his travails are going to just kind of continue throughout 2024 vis-a-vis his court cases uh, and and, you know, this hardening of this far-right move that he's make he's made recently where he's just like doubling down on it, on virtually everything the only exception might be on this in vitro fertilization stuff but other than that like he's just basically doubling down on everything to the hard right that doesn't serve you well in a general election and there is a just a large number of Americans who just won't vote for him under any circumstances why that's the reason why this whole thing is just really going to be very fluid and we're just not going to know until we get closer. There's one last thing that I want to just close with, because I know we're running out of time, Bill, but that is, there's, there's a great piece on The Daily Show. The Daily Show, you know, John Stewart came back on Mondays. It's, it's been fun to watch, but they make a really good point, which is like, you know, this whole notion of what's moderate and what's conservative, it's all gone completely out the window because everyone regards Nikki Haley as this this moderate Republican candidate who's sort of challenging Trump from the left. And 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 in fact, if you look, they make the good point, which is the only thing moderate about Nikki Haley is that she says that the 2020 election was won by Joe Biden and that it wasn't stolen and that you know trump is wrong that actually there was a free and fair election and that we have to respect democracy everything else virtually everything else uh, uh, in 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 terms of Nikki haley's views is really really hard right wing under any lens and so we've gotten to a point in this country where what makes one moderate is simply acknowledging that democracy is valid and should function and that the election wasn't stolen in 2020. And that is messed up because at this point, the entirety of the Republican establishment and, and their proxies has become this sort of authoritarian, fascist, far-right movement where there's no space in the middle for moderation and, and, and sort of level heads.
0: We've been speaking with Josh Silver. This has been Political Gold with Josh Silver. We'll be right back. This is Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg.